He just happened to be, nah, I don't agree with some of the things, especially the coaching thing. Okay, here's why. And I love Cookie, and I'm not picking on him. He just happened to be the one to say it because he's far from alone. It, it, it's, it's this instant microwave, instant gratification society we're in where, I mean, heck, we took LSU fans to task about um, losing the first game of the Brian Kelly era. Mm-hmm. We're two games in. I don't know about – you cannot judge – Anybody new right now, college, pro, high school, but particularly college, you got to give them time to get their guys in, put in their system, and you cannot do it in two weeks. And that includes Marcus Freeman at Notre Dame, who's who's 0-3. Look, I I think Marcus Freeman's going to be a good coach. My only issue with Notre Dame fans is they're so damn worried about Brian Kelly and everybody else they need to look in-house and worry about what's going on with them right now. Yeah, it's going to take a while. But I think uh, – and I'm not sure that, that uh, you know, Kelly's going to set the world – I don't think the LSU's going to set the world on fire this year. It may be a six, seven-win team. Who knows? Hell, maybe five. I don't know. But you cannot – you cannot – you cannot judge a coach in his – I don't care whether it's LSU, Louisiana Tech, or whatever. I think Sonny Cumbie, you wanted excitement. You wanted to be thrown it all over the yard. Win I think more than fit, often. I think I think, fits, I think you'll I think you'll get that. He fits the mo of what the fan base likes. Mm-hmm. If I we're gonna lose, be exciting and losing, score points, throw it all over the yard. That's what this offense, I think, in time will do. But if you don't, go, wins more than lose. And if you don't go to Clemson, South Carolina, and win by twenty-one, don't. It's not time and, to fire. And Sonny you may Gundy. not. And, uh, and you may not cover the spread because yeah. this is the best defense in the country. I'm just saying. I'm not saying they're not, but don't. I don't know if he's the right guy based on what happens with Clemson. I'm interested to see the game plan. I'm interested to see how well they can. You know, they can compete, and then you get this thing. Hopefully, everybody's healthy coming out of this thing, and then you you get ready for conference play. So you got South Alabama waiting on you, which is a really improved ball club too. So. A lot of takeaways. Way too early. Whether you know whether you start out one and four, one and five, or whatever. You, well, again, we're, we're first cut, year, everybody gets a cut, mulligan. We're cutting into time to people who know a heck of a lot more about it. A loaded bleed tech blue coming up here on Sports Talk ninety seven seven for Puff, for Puff, for Tames, Sean Fox. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been the Sports Company with Sean Fox, presented by Bud Light. Come back every weekday, 3 to 6 p.m. for more Sports Company on Sports Talk 977. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe 97.7. It's time for the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show. This is your source for Louisiana Tech Sports News. For the next 90 minutes, Bleed Tech Blue Radio goes deep inside football, basketball, and recruiting. Tonight's show on Sports Talk 97.7 is also brought to you by. Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue, Dairy Queen, and Bienville Motors. Text us at 888-993-7762. Here's your host, Ben Carlisle. 
Bleed Tech Lou Radio, BC, Beck Haynes, John Tabor, Sports Talk 97.7. I want to thank our title sponsor, Louisiana National Bank. For over 100 years, LNB has been your community bank. Go see my friends at Louisiana National Bank for an uncommon experience or check them out online at ln.bank. A few of our other sponsors, Brister Smokehouse, Dairy Queen, Courtesy Automotive, Bienville Motors, and Walpole Tire. You can catch us on the O'Neill Gas Hotline or text line, 888-993-7762. The dogs are in the win column. 52-17 victory over SFA inside Joe I Stadium Saturday night. Beck Haynes, it was a comfortable night inside Joe I Stadium, and I'll be quite frank with you, it felt dead gum good. Yep. Felt pretty good, BC. That's that's the way it's supposed to be, how it happened on Saturday night right there. Uh, tell you handle an FCS good. opponent. Yes. Cumbie did look good. He looked confident on he that sideline. Hey, his boys look confident. Boys look good. There ain't no doubt about it. So, uh, Bulldogs pile up 515 yards of total offense against the Lumberjack. Rush for 299 yards, uh, which was spearheaded by Marquise Crosby, the redshirt freshman, out of Hattiesburg, Mississippi, had 16 carries, 196 yards, two touchdowns, uh, all in the first half. So, uh, really good effort for Marquise Crosby. Uh, really good effort across the board, offense, defense, special teams. Uh, we'll get in, uh, into all of it over the next couple of segments. But uh, to get the run game going after the struggles against Missouri, I understand uh, Stephen F. Austin probably uh, wasn't what we expected from a talent standpoint, especially uh, defensively when it came to stopping the run. But uh, it was really nice to see that run game get going. Yeah, I think, Cumby, that was probably a ginormous uh, breath of fresh air for him and didn't, was able to not put a bunch of pressure on Parker. And he threw that one pick early, but you can tell Cumby made adjustments and uh, they responded pretty dang efficiently with the run game, uh, which that makes your job as an offensive coach a lot easier if that run game opens up. So a lot of confidence going into the rest of the season. I know we got Clemson this coming week and their defensive line is the really the the, the anchor to their to their team, but uh all in all that was a this is a tough game. I said it on the post game show, but FCS games are uh, are tough in this sense because if you you got it, the only way you win those really is if you beat them by enough. And yeah. so Cumbie did that Saturday night. If it's a close game, you get a lot of Oh, boy, you know, and then you lose, and that's the worst thing ever. So, anyways, they handled their business. Uh, the dogs look good in front of a home crowd for the first time um, this fall. Uh, it was it was beautiful, like you said. Wasn't too hot. We got a lot of fair weathers out there, so that was important. Uh, what did you think of the crowd? 16,094 16, yeah. was the official announced attendance. I thought it was, all in all, I, I thought it was a good crowd, considering you're coming off a three and nine year you're playing a FCS opponent that, you know, let's be honest, they're not going to bring a whole lot of intrigue. It's not like you're playing a Grambling, playing a Southern uh, that's obviously going to travel well. Northwestern travels pretty well. Um, I, I thought the crowd was pretty good. We obviously had the new DJ, which I thought worked out uh, really well. There were some kinks early in the game, but the, it kind of got going in the second half. I, I thought the crowd uh, was as engaged as it's been probably going back all the way to 2019. Yeah, I think so, too. And I, and I don't know how much of that was just the new new coaching staff, yeah, new team this year. It. I think that makes a, a big difference. The weather really was great. I know we, we kind of joke about that, but that does play a big role in how long people stay and uh, if they even come out at all. So um, I thought it was great. I mean, that, that's about what I expected. I don't know about you. Yeah, um, I, I don't think you could yeah. expect too much. More. I mean, the last really big crowd we had was when uh, Mississippi State came to town yeah. a couple years ago, and then yeah. there was the, the new 
uh, facilities. You know, there was a lot, some more extra external hype around those games, but um, I think this is about what you can expect early. Cumbie pulls out a few more wins. We might get some some better attendance yeah. late in the season. You never know. No, no doubt about it. And, you know, I, I thought you mentioned earlier, which makes for a perfect transition. You talked about the run game and Marquise Crosby getting early, uh, and how that benefited Parker McNeil uh, making his first career start. We kind of hinted at it uh, last Tuesday night. He, he finished eleven of twenty seven, one hundred ninety seven yards. Had the three touchdowns, the one bad interception uh, in the first quarter, which gave SFA its early. Uh, that first touchdown early in the game. But uh, when you get the run game going, it, it has to be uh, really what you wanted to see as a head coach because you could allow him to settle in. You could uh, allow him to take some chances. And, and that's what he needed. And Parker met with the media today, and he talked about that. It, it was the first time he had started a game, uh, I believe, going all the way back to 2019. So um, to allow him to get settled into the position, settled into that starting role. And we have a text, unnamed text on the text line. Do we believe that he's earned that QB one spot, even though it was SFA? I do. I thought he played with a lot of confidence. I I thought he looked comfortable at times. Did he miss some throws? Absolutely. But he's also not going to be the most accurate player in the world when it comes to some of the short passing game. He's a guy that's going to drive the ball down the field vertically. And we we saw the long touchdown throw to Griffin Hebert. We saw the long touchdown throw to Trey Harris. I think those things, as a head coach, it allows you to believe in him more, and it gives him a lot of confidence, obviously going into Clemson and, and looking two weeks down the road uh, to that big road game at South Alabama. Yeah, and that's two, that's two outings that he's had this year, the end of the Missouri game and then the starting against SFA, that he's had some success. You know, So, I mean, that, that's got to play huge dividends for him going forward. Um, yeah, and, and it, as far as him being QB1, I don't, I don't know who in the world – wouldn't put him out there. I don't think. Uh, I don't. Uh, I, I mean, just Downing got another shot, and it was ugly. So, and, and he didn't look like he was all that enthused to get an opportunity. Uh, and I understand it. Like you thought you were the starting quarterback, and it lasted one game. I get it. But the offense didn't flow when he was in the game. Uh, yeah, but if got, he leads two touchdown drives, and that, that's different. That's different. It creates a little tension in the QB well, room. You wanted the question. Yeah, I, I think obviously going forward into Clemson this week, I, I think Parker McNeil's your guy at quarterback and you know really offensively I, I was impressed I know you love the RPO to a bear where he ran 63 yards down the middle of the field he I mean he's some wheels he now. may do that 12 times this year hey we're Once two again. for two yeah we're two for two he's gonna have 12 touchdowns I think about, he leads the country 39 yeah. yards per oh, catch unbelievable yeah that's a that that play works I don't know I said it on the post game I don't know if we'll get to run that play again it's on film twice so you got to believe Clemson's looking at that and saying yeah, hey, I want to take that away. Watch out for number five. He's got some wheels. You know? uh, um, let, let's shift to the defensive side of the ball. I, I thought the defense was phenomenal. And I know I've been really high on the defense throughout fall camp leading into the season. They obviously give up 300-plus yards rushing against Missouri. And I understand it was SFA. But listen, we've seen Tech struggle against FCS opponents uh, in years past. Yeah. They limited the Lumberjack quarterbacks to 11 of 31, throwing the football only 3.9 yards per carry, uh, rushing the ball, had a number of uh, two quarterback sacks, had six tackles for loss. I thought it was a complete four-quarter performance from Scott Powers' defense and a little icing on the cake. I believe 30 guys played on the defensive side of the ball, which is, you know, you want to get that stuff on film to see what you got. Yeah, it was, it was, I think it was just a, a success from, across all standpoints of the game. Cumbie's mentioned, hey, this is like really valuable time to get some of these guys some playing time that we wouldn't normally get to do. You're getting these guys game experience 
um, you're getting to evaluate. We have film as coaches that we can sit back and watch other than just what's in practice, you know? And so, yeah. And I, and you mentioned park or you mentioned uh Griffin a was first in re- yards per reception. I don't know if you guys, if you guys don't follow La tech sports central on Twitter, phenomenal. Phen- it's unbelievable. If you don't have a Twitter, get a Twitter just, just to follow that. these guys. Uh, just, he says small sample size, obviously, but Parker McNeil leads the country in yards per, co- per completion. Nice. That's pretty hitting the deep ball. Yeah. Hitting the deep ball. He does ball. have four deep ball touchdowns. That's right. He's 14th in pass efficiency and 15th in yards per attempt. Marquise Crosby is second nationally in yards per carry and 12th in rush yards per game. And then Griffin is obviously uh, first in yards per reception. Again, small sample size, but we'll take it, BC. You can't, no you can't fake those numbers. they got to get there somehow. You well, know? I thought Kenneth pointed out on the O'Neill Gas text line, of course, you can get us 888 He said there was a big difference in the look of Parker McNeil's eyes as opposed to Matthew Downing's eyes when they played in Missouri. Like, that's one of those intangible type things. But, like, that matters. Like, yeah. he looked comfortable. And I, I just thought he looked more comfortable. Hey. Sure, you want him to complete higher than 11 of 23 throws, but he looked like he belonged. We say it all the time. Like, you got to – whoever's the gamer, like, that, that matters. Who's the gamer? It does. You know, and, like, you know, there's the old saying, like, if you just look like you're supposed to be there, like, you'll have some success. Yeah. That makes a big difference. Like I, I compare Baker Mayfield with that all the time. He's not that talented of a quarterback, but he like acts like he's supposed to be there, and it works out sometimes, you it know. Does. So, and especially from a fan perspective of, of watching a game, you want somebody that that you feel like when the ball goes in the air that there's not a forty percent chance it's landing in the other team's hand. Now, forty percent. My concern with high. Parker, we, I think Downing is a little better suited for these shorter passes. I agree. Uh, I think Parker is by far and away better at the deep ball. I agree, but I think he that's that short game is not necessarily his game. I agree, which is those are more high percentage throws. Yep. So Parker may have more yards, but he may only be eleven like of twenty seven. Yeah, something yeah. like that. You know, and so it's I'm sure that the, the coaching staff recognizes and it, and that. It's, and it's a tough balance because you know it's two different game plans. Well, absolutely. And you know Sonny Comby's sitting in the film room or sitting game prepping and he is really he he's really wanting a quarterback that's completing 65-70% of his throws and he's obviously um you know he he's not getting that early in the year. I think Manil's completing 40, 54% of his throws. I think Downing somewhere around 55% of his throws. So you want to improve in that area, but like you said, the the game plans are entirely different. With Parker McNeil, you're looking for one-on-one matchups outside, and you're telling him, hey, let it rip. Let the receivers try to make some plays with the ball in the air uh, down the field, and that's kind of what Louisiana Tech's had some success with offensively. Uh, really the last, what, five and a half quarters of football now when you go back uh, to the end of the Missouri game and into that SFA game. Back to the defense real quick. Miles Brooks and Willie Roberts, I'm not sure how they ended up ever ended up at SFA from the get-go, but how good are they at corner? Like, they are phenomenal. Uh, I believe now throughout through two games, opposing quarterbacks are 5 of 13 for 15 yards when targeting those two. Yeah, it's not great. No. Maybe stay away from him, BC. And Ugalele, he's going to have trouble. Well, that's what I was about to say. Now you're going to face a Clemson team this week uh, that obviously stro- struggles to throw the football at times. So uh, crazy things happen. It's a wild week in college football. And Clemson uh, hadn't been that impressive in their games this Not offensive. Hey, you only beat Furman 35-12. to 12. Uh, 
I would want to see. Can't like, be yeah. all that optimistic. I mean, what would Furman and, and SFA played each other? What's the score? You know, that's I what I wonder. Can we get a grudge match between those two? Maybe a loser's bracket matchup yeah. to kind of give us a good we'll idea. Pitch it. We'll pitch Maybe it. Maybe Thursday yeah. afternoon, Thursday night. By the way, is Dabo coming on tonight? Is it? Uh, well, let's be honest. all right. Let's get to this. Larry Williams, Tiger Illustrated, uh, Clemson Rivals style joins at six thirty. I did shoot my shot for Dabo. Yeah. Uh, they responded over at Clemson, said he respectfully declines. Hey. So I appreciate and, it. And, and respectful it was. I it saw was. the email, probably one of the most professional emails. Uh, invited me to come on to their press yeah, conference Zoom today. Nice. Uh, nice. Didn't have the opportunity to get on there. Had some work stuff to deal with. But uh, appreciate the hospitality right. uh, from the Clemson Tigers. They, also, they, they made me believe that, that they may have run it across his desk. I doubt they did, but I almost believe it's potentially possible he saw – Ben Carlisle's name on his desk. I don't know. Maybe. Did you get to ask him in the Zoom? I didn't get on Did the you Zoom. ask a question? Didn't have time to get on didn't, the Zoom. Okay. Or didn't even get on the Zoom. I I asked you did what you I respect, should ask him on the did Zoom. Did you respectfully decline? I respectfully was busy. How's that sound? <laughs> uh, also, coming up at 7 o'clock, wide receiver Smoke Harris will join us. Uh, we'll discuss the first two weeks of Louisiana Tech season. B.J. Williamson uh, will also join us on behalf of Louisiana National Bank. So go ahead, take our first time out. You can get us O'Neill Gas, Hotliner, Text Lot, Triple Eight, Nine Nine Three Seven Seven Six Two. Be back right after this. Oh, courtesy, a great place to buy a car. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands. Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots. Local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're part of a team. This is Smoke Harris with the Bulldog. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LMB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. You can feel it in the air. You can hear it under your feet. And when you see our trucks, winter is on the way. Be prepared with O'Neill Gas. Family owned and operated since 1952, O'Neill Gas is dependable as the products and services we offer. Propane deliveries, tank rentals, installation, and repairs, all by trained and certified professionals who make regular routes in your area. Call today find out about our delivery options. From our home to yours, O'Neill Gas. Hey, DQ fans, the leaves are changing, and that only means one thing. The new fall blizzard treat menu's here. Not to brag or anything, but we really outdid ourselves this year. There's something for everybody. From new Fave 5 flavors like Cinnamon Roll Centers, Reese's Take 5, and Snickers Brownie, to returning classics like Pumpkin Pie, Berry Cherry Chip, and Oreo Hot Cocoa. That's six obsession-worthy treats, and they're only at DQ. Happy tastes good. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. We're back. 
We are back. Blue Tech Blue Radio. <laughs> We're here. Yeah. BC Beck Games, John Tabor, Sports Talk 97.7. Will, the people chimes in O'Neill Gas text line. Most impressive thing about the SFA game was that the defense seemed to be always fundamentally sound. The high school coaches who sit near me were raving about how Tech's defense was so sound. Listen, they preach that at practice. Like, that, like Scott Powers' defenses are going to be organized. They're going to know their responsibilities, and they're going to execute. We saw that on Saturday night. Brett also chimes in. Wouldn't expect anything less from Lil Clemson. i, I got to be honest for a sec. And Coach Cumbie alluded this today, but I'm going to use it for myself. Like, I love Dabo Sweeney. Like, I absolutely love him. Like, I love his sound bites. I love how he talks about his program. I love how organized his program is. You got to believe he'd be a fun, a fun coach to play for. Absolutely, I love how they've never been impacted from the transfer portal. Like, I love everything about everything that he's built there in 15 years. One fifty-one and thirty-six with two national championships. Go back to 2007 and say Clemson would win two national championships. You wouldn't do it. No, you wouldn't expect it. That's for sure. Let's go to the O'Neill Gas. Hotline. We got Quint. Quint, what you got for us tonight? Hey, guys. How are y'all? Doing well. For the first time in several years, I felt comfortable with a Tech win. <laughs> yeah. I didn't feel like we would find a way to lose it at the end. Wasn't that nice. That's been a, um, that's been a reassuring. This is something I've been hunting for for a long time. Kept the old blood and, pressure uh, down. Yeah. Kept the blood pressure down. And uh, if you weren't a Cumby fan for some reason before, this afternoon, I know I instantly became a Cumby fan for how honest he is. He was on right before y'all came on with Sean and them, and Sean asked him how did he come up with the idea for the uh, <laughs> trick play that scored. He said, well, to be honest, he said, I watch a lot of stuff on Twitter, and we <laughs> trolled Twitter and saw it there that um, some school, I can't remember who it was, you know what, that some school used it in a bowl game like two or three years ago, and it worked. And he looked, and he was like, I think our personnel could handle that. That's going to work right. for us, I think. And That's right. There, and there it is. I mean, I mean, there's other coaches in the country that have been like, well, you know, in my genius mind, I came up with this. And that's a refreshing dose of honesty. Like, he's just like us. I mean, Man, he, I came, he saw it on some sort of social media and was like, hey, I think that would work. That's right. So, no more doubt. power to him. No doubt. Good stuff. Uh, Quint, appreciate hey, it. Hey, on a, on a quick non-tech thing. The funniest thing I saw today was Brownie the Elf. I saw that. Did you see that? We'll Brent? touch. We'll touch that, on that. final segment. Terrible. I almost thought it was a joke until I realized it was Phil Yates reporting it, and yes. then I Googled it and found out kind of the history about it. And oh my! Yeah, we'll touch on it. Terrible. Stay tuned for the last segment, Quinn. We're gonna we're gonna definitely touch on that. Thanks, Quinn. Appreciate it. All right, thanks, guys. Y'all have a good one. And uh, to Quinn's point about Cumby's honesty, I'm I'm glad he brought that up. Parker McNeil spoke in the press conference. Oh, I know today. you love the honesty from Parker. No, it was it was real though. It's like he, he said multiple times, like going into that SFA game, like I I wasn't the most comfortable. Like I haven't started a football game in a long time. And he talked about going on the road this week to Clemson. He's like, yeah, it's going to be a huge environment, probably the biggest crowd I've ever played in front of. He's like, I'm sure I will have some nerves, but I have to figure out a way to kind of slow the game down, allow myself to you know play within myself, and it's like. I appreciate it as far as, like, oh, man, I'm be ready. Like, I'm going to throw for 300 and, like, three tutties against these boys. Like, their defense might be fast, but, like, they, they can't they can't catch on my balls. Like, no, like, like I appreciated the honesty. Like, I, I can get behind that. Like, 
Like, Parker Van Hill seemed like a great guy. I'm not going to lie. I hope he has some successes. Well, okay, let me ask you this. Are you more nervous starting a game, the, your first game in front of your home crowd, or in a game like this with Clemson, where it's a gazillion people? For me, I I would say a home game. I would feel the home game, too. That was what made Because that's like your your family. That you want approval yeah, from. Yeah, you want your, you know, your fans and your fans. Yeah, and like Clemson doesn't know a whole lot about you. They, Clemson's going to forget about you next week. Yeah, and they probably expect you to be bad. Yeah. Like, they, they don't have a whole lot of experts. Hey, Parker honestly, looks the part, though. No, no doubt. I know what you he, 6'6"? Lo- you love a quarterback that's hey, good par- uniform. I just can't. I can't get you behind, can't get past I, I, I can't get past the guys that just don't look like they're a quarterback. Yeah, I don't understand how you were ever a fan of Peyton Manning because he looked awful yeah. in a uniform. But <laughs> At least that <laughs> – I just trusted Awful. all that information that was stored behind that big old forehead, you know? But, like, I, but like, I, I just think, like, like to me, like, if you went to Clemson as Parker McNeil, or any quarterback for that matter, if you threw for, like, th- say you threw for 390 and four touchdowns, like, would Heisman shot, watch. Well, yeah, but would you be surprised if, like, a crowd like that, they'd probably give you a standing ovation coming off the field. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they would respect a great performance. Right. That, that's why I would feel more pressure in a home game. And listen – Maybe he did, and maybe some of that settles down. You got the easy win. You coasted. You didn't play uh, in the fourth quarter, and so you obviously did your job. But I, I, I mean, maybe we saw that at Missouri. He comes in, no pressure. Yeah. Just when he talked about that, it. he talked about that as well. I admired the heck out of this. He was like, I went into Cl- to Missouri. He was like, obviously, it was a big crowd. He was like, but the crowd wasn't as engaged when I got in the game. Like yeah. he understood that. And it's like, I appreciate it. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, man, I threw for 142 yards, two tutties, like, put me on the Heisman watch. Like, it was like, no, like, I was playing some backups, and I had some success, and I appreciate Coach Sonny Cumbie for, you know, admiring the way that I played and trusting me to start. Like, I love that. Brett says he'd feels say, like this staff is real, man. He said, uh, I would say home game, but the modern football player doesn't play for the fans or for the school. That's so true. realistically, it would be the P5 away game. That's a Brett, fair point. Fair point for most people. I think Parker... He mu- this is his last year of eligibility. That's true. This is he's played the junior college. He set out for seven years, whatever. He's back. I think there's probably a part of them that's like, hey, I'm probably not going to the NFL. You know, probably not. Probably not going to be viral on Twitter unless we hike the ball backwards 96 yards. <laughs> I just I think he's you probably had to go there. Probably settled in a little bit. You had to go there. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Did you see that get picked up this week? I it was like a year ago today, and uh, oh my five, gosh, yeah. every yeah five every. Football Twitter picked that up, and they just shot that all around the internet. Got a couple things for you. We're two weeks in. I'm going to ask you this until the end of non-conference play. You more comfortable about your 7-5 and five pick, or are you less comfortable about your 7-5 and five pick in the preseason? Or are you still like, ah? I say I, I'd say I feel the same way about it, but I'm much more solidified in feeling that way, if that makes sense. Like, I think there's going to be some swing games. I think the South Alabama game yeah, is going to be a big game. game. A lot of 50-50 games. A lot of 50-50 games. So, I think we I, – I don't feel like I'm definitively like, oh, my – yeah, that we're, we're definitely getting it. Um, I think there's just going to be some close games. I think th- this may be a season where, like, every game, like, tech's in it. Or yeah. even if we should have been way out of it, you know, or vice versa. How about this? Is that the most politically correct? No, like I understand what you're saying, though. I understand what you're saying. How about this? Marquise Crosby, Charvis Thornton, Julian Lewis, Cyrus Allen, Trey Harris, Kyle Maxwell, Dakota White, Carson Bruno, Kiwi Rose, Michael Clark, Kershawn Fisher, Mackie Carabin, Tyler Grubbs, Kyrie Morrison, R.J. Johnson, Joe Mason, Burt Hale, Nate Jones, Eric Randall, Jaden Burnett, Jamal Shelby, Austin McCready, Baby Barnes, Buck Buchanan, Griffin Arms. What are we doing here? I just named you 24 players 
that are playing massive roles offensively, defensively, special teams that are all sophomores or younger on this Tech team. So like that has to you're give saying you some, buckle up. But has to give you some hope. Like if you can get the and you got Liddy back there. Well, Liddy looked pretty good the other night. <laughs> had a had a dime. Right. Had a dime that got called back for holding. <laughs> he did. All right, but you know what I'm saying though. Like if you get the quarterback right. position figured out. Regardless of how this year feels, like, you got a lot of dudes that are getting a lot of really, really good experience against quality competition. That's true. Like, I'm excited. To like that. I, I got to believe Cumbie's an incredible recruiter. Am I wrong? He's done a really good job. So I'm excited to get some of his guys in here. With the transfer portal, those could be guys that play immediately, you know? And we've seen that a little bit this year. Let me ask you this. The vast difference between Stephen F. Austin and Clemson, of course, we've got Larry Williams – TigerIllustrated.com coming up in the next segment. The vast difference, talent-wise, Clemson, SFA. Can, can that help or hurt your team morale if you were to really take one on the chin this week? Or, like, as a player, it's like, eh, it was SFA, but dead gum, we played good. Like, I, don't, I don't know this for certain, but I feel like you're probably not measuring – I mean, we, of course, we'd love to win the game this week, but you're probably measuring like how well you're executing the things that you worked on this week, and how well you. It's all about us. You know what I'm saying? But I, I feel like that's probably that's got to be it. Yeah. And I would love to ask a coach that. Maybe we can ask Smoke or BJ that. But you know, and they're going to tell you, oh, we, if we do everything right, we'll win, and that's true. Like things well, happen. We saw it this week. We you saw it. This, you got to 100. Yeah. percent I'm just saying, from a coach's point of view, they sit in the film room next <sighs> week and they're like, all right, let's see how we did when we were when we were out like when we got playing against players that are better than our players. I also think you, we've talked a lot about 3 and 9 in 2021 and five one possession losses to win a game in that manner that you did Saturday night. Like that has to give you a lot of belief, a lot of confidence. And I don't like, know if Cumby understands like for the fan base like no, how big of a doesn't. deal that was. No, he probably doesn't. He's probably like, "Man, why do these guys keep talking about like close games and it felt so good to see a coach be aggressive and all we did was run a swinging gate that we found off twitter and he's probably like man it's not that great but like like these people are easy to impress like the, <laughs> he might be but like the emotional toll that like and i'm not I, forget the fans like the emotional toll in that locker room like it had to mean something to your confidence to get you at least feeling better it's like whoo man I Looking know. better. I know. And I'm happy for these guys like that, that, oh, that endured last year. Well, Smoke and, and BJ being two of well, them. Well, I'm happy for the guys like Smoke Harris, PJ Wood. Like, those two guys, like, they could have left. They could have went to other Division One opportunities. Potentially well, let's not get ahead of ourselves, Ben. We just beat one FCS school. No, I'm saying, but they decided to see it through. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, it would have been easy to bolt in that in that right. situation. Like, we, we see it all across the country. A lot of older guys just like them that decided to stick around and, like, you hope that they can continue to have some success. Let's go ahead and take our next time out. We come back. O'Neill Gas Hotline. Larry Williams. TigerIllustrated.com will join us. Listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk at 97.7. At Louisiana National Bank, you are more than just a number. You are a part of a team. This is BJ Williamson with the Bulldogs. Whether you're opening your first checking account or need a loan to start a new business, Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender, member of FDIC. 
snap of a football can only mean one thing. A cold snap's not far behind. And while the bleachers can get a bit chilly, your home doesn't have to. Now's the time to fill your propane tank with a call to O'Neill Gas. We'll keep your tanks full all season long so your family stays warm and comfortable. For a limited time, get a free pressure check with your first fill-up. So remember, when that whistle blows, we're your best defense against the cold. From our home to yours, O'Neill Gas. This is Chris Brister, owner of Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue in Ruston. The past year has been challenging, and I wanted to say thank you to all who have supported us. Without you, we couldn't serve the delicious scatter load, our great ribs, or our newest menu items, smoked wings, jalapeno cream corn, or our smoked cheddar mac and cheese. So from the Brister's family, thank you. Please come see us at 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. Oh, courtesy, a great place to buy a car. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. Don't have time to keep up with Louisiana Tech sports the way you'd like to? No worries, just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back, Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Haynes, John Tabor, Sports Talk 97.7. Let's go to the O'Neill Gas Hotline to help us preview the Clemson Tigers. Larry Williams, TigerIllustrated.com. Larry, how are we doing tonight? Doing great. Hope you all are as well. We are, we are. Looking forward to a fun one on Saturday night in Death Valley. I want to start with Dabo Sweeney. Obviously, Clemson's won two national championships. The program, uh, I believe, is 151-36 under his leadership. Uh, but going back to 2021, it was a 10-3 season to us, Louisiana Tech fans here in Ruston. It's like, great year. You know, it wasn't the <laughs> national championship year that maybe Clemson's anticipating year after year. But fast-forwarding to 2022, what are the expectations surrounding this program? You know, it's weird. I think people are still trying to sort of figure that out in terms of, you know, the the average Clemson fan because, you know, when you go from 2015 to 2020 um, with playoff trips every year, uh, four appearances in the national title game, and, of course, the two national titles, it's sort of, it, it it raises the bar a bit, and so you start comparing yourself to the truly um, the, the the juggernauts out there every year. And so last year they were a long way away. I mean, even though they won ten games, um, you know they were they the offense played poorly enough for them to win four games basically. So they they just were not that good. They're really good on defense, really bad on offense. And so you know, as of two years ago. You know, um, you know, Clemson thought it was ahead, well ahead of Ohio State, Georgia, um, and it really, you know, you, you figured that Alabama was really the only true threat uh, to Clemson. Well, obviously, in the last couple of years, things have happened, and Clemson sort of uh, regressed, and then Georgia elevated. Um, Ohio State is up there, of course. Alabama, of course, I'm still up there, and so. You know, I think the Clemson fans are trying to reconcile, like, what, what is, 
what is the ceiling now? You know, are are we going to get back to where we were? I think a lot of people are wondering. And so um, I think they're just trying to figure out what this offense is going to look like. Um, is DJ Uyunglele going to show, you know, what he showed as a freshman in 2020 in uh, a two-game relief of Trevor Lawrence against Notre Dame and, and Boston College? Or is he going to regress to back to what, uh, you know, what we saw over 13 games last season. I'll say, DJ has looked really good so far uh, the, the first two games. Um, small sample size, yes, but he looks a lot better throwing the ball, a lot more accurate. But this offense still is not the pyrotechnic groups. One of those does not reminiscent of, of the really explosive, prolific groups that that help bring them national titles and take to, take them to all those playoff games. Let me ask you, Larry, what do you what do you think is the reason for that? Is it just the the flashy five star, unbelievable talent, or is it just a slow start from the, from the quarterback position? What do you think attributes to to not having a, such a powerhouse offense like you have in the past? I, I think that in hindsight, it, it, a lot is 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 clearer in that. You know, Clemson continued recruiting and, and landing five-star quarterbacks uh, after Trevor Lawrence left. I mean, they have DJ was a five-star number one quarterback in the country out of California. Um, the kid they have right now, the freshman Kate Klubnick, top quarterback in the country. But I think what is dawning, what is really sort of clarifying right now, is there are five-star quarterbacks, and then there's Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence, <laughs> yeah. five-star quarterbacks, like generational talents and i think that a lot of folks around here including probably me got sort of fooled into thinking oh this this thing's going to just continue uh and you're going to continue getting quarterbacks like those aforementioned too and that's just almost impossible i mean it, it, it it's, it's yeah. remarkable enough that they got both of those guys mm-hmm. within just a few years they've had a drop off at receiver as well um you know i think some of those some of those Great offenses were highlighted by, you know, T. Higgins, um, Justin Ross before he got hurt, Mike Williams, Hunter Renfro, Martavis Scott, Amari Rogers, Sammy Watkins even before that. And so they're, they're trying to sort of rebuild there as well. And so I think they're just – I think this offense has lots of upside long-term this season. I just think here two games in, they're still trying to build confidence and uh, cohesion um, sort of baby steps, I guess you could say. And, and you've mentioned that confidence and that cohesion. W- one thing that we've noticed from afar is just the cohesiveness, not only amongst the coaching staff, but amongst the players. So many guys are bought into that Clemson program and what they've built there over the last 15 years. But this is the first year in a long time. Tony Elliott obviously leaves as the offense coordinator to be the head coach at Virginia. Brent Venable leaves to go be uh, the head coach at Oklahoma. What's that transition been like having two new coordinators, uh, I guess, here in the early going? I think fairly smooth um, in that, you know, Dabo, as he is prone to do, um, he he grooms a lot of his coaches for promotions. You know, he did that um, back eight years ago when after Chad Morris left for SMU, uh, he promoted Tony Elliott and Jeff Scott to be co-coordinators. You know, he groomed them for that. He groomed Brandon Streeter for this. He groomed the same thing with, with Wes Goodwin, even though, you know, until last January, 
you know, 80,000 fans in a, in a, in a, in Clemson stadium on a home Saturday, you know, probably five of them could pick the guy out of a lineup, uh, you know, before he became the defensive coordinator. So I think that has gone smoothly, but I mean, of course, the, you know, the jury has to still be out. I mean, there, there are two games into this, or I guess three games, if you include the, the bowl game last year against Ohio State, but I mean, look, I mean, Brent Venables was at the top of his profession, you know. I mean, you could argue, I would argue, he was the top assistant in college football for years running. And so when you lose somebody like that, who is just a force of nature, um, you know, it, it, it's fair to, to, to wonder, you know, are they going to be able to maintain that? I'll say they still are loaded with talent. And, and, and so that, that part has not dropped off. And so I think the hope is that they're going to, you know, players are the most important thing, and and, and the hope is that they're going to continue to be a top ten, top five defense. Uh, offensively, I think that, you know, they weren't very good in Tony Elliott's final year, as, 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 as we were talking about. I think they might have, some of their offense might have stagnated some uh, with the schematics. I think that Brandon Streeter, is implementing bringing back more tempo, uh, trying to push the pace, uh, doing more post snap option route type stuff. Maybe some more NFL concepts to try to get uh, to try to keep defenses from dictating to them pre snap. Um, but like I said, I think right now as they're trying to just develop that confidence and cohesion, I, I don't think you're going to see a lot of elaborate stuff right out of the gate. I think they're just going to sort of add things incrementally. Um, but to, to answer your question, you know, Dabo has a lot of money in the bank and a lot, he's built a lot of credibility with his previous sort of experiments. Um, you know, so I, I think that, you know, it's reasonable to think this is going to work. These are going to work as well. Um, but if somebody wants to say, you know, I'm skeptical, then I, I don't think that's, that's really all that, uh, outside, of, 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 you know, the realm of, of, of reasonable thought either. Defensively, uh, I got the chance to watch the Monday night game against Georgia Tech. I, I don't think there's any way to put it other than it's the best defense in the country. Uh, you look at Trenton Simpson, Barrett Carter. Uh, we, we could go on and on. K.J. Henry's really emerged as an edge guy here. Um, just overall, th- this defense, they just fly around and have been really, really impressive uh, when we got the chance to watch them on that Monday night against Georgia Tech. Yeah, well, the, the 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 problem around here right now is is that they played another game a few days ago against Furman and they did not look good. Um, I mean, Dabo has been breathing fire all week so far. Just how how sort of casual they were against Furman. Furman was going up and down the field like Furman. Giving us ball. a little hope, Larry. They only scored. <laughs> Pardon? So yeah, he was giving I mean, us a little hope. That, that, <laughs> yeah. So Furman did some tricky things. They were had a really good plan coming in. Uh, they pushed the tempo at times. They they screened Clemson to death. Clemson just wasn't really ready for it. Uh, there were times when uh, Wes Goodwin was a little late in getting the play call in, and so you had guys who weren't getting set. Uh, you know, they were looking over at the sideline when the ball was snapped. And so Clemson was just sort of, they didn't have the juice, I think, defensively that they had the previous week. And, you know, some of that probably talked up the fact that they played at Georgia Tech on a Monday mm-hmm. and then had to come back and play on a Saturday. That's just sort of the perfect recipe, you could argue, 
for a lackadaisical performance, but I promise you this, that is no excuse for Dabo. Like, he is, he's been riding those guys defensively this week, and I think that's because he knows that this Louisiana Tech offense, if, if Clemson comes out like they did against Furman, that, they can give up some points. Um, because the way they're structured with the tempo and all that and the air raid, um, you know, I think we're going to see a much more spirited effort from Clemson's defense, so it actually could work out poorly for yeah, Louisiana. I was just Tech. thinking that. Dang it. Uh, yeah, if Clemson comes out and plays their best uh, after getting just their butts chewed all week from the head coach, um, I definitely think they're talented enough to do that. But they're breaking in some, some new players. You know, you mentioned Trenton Simpson. He's playing a new position. Um, they have new, a new starter, uh, actually a new two deep at, at middle linebacker, um, with Jeremiah Trotter and Keith McGuire. They are extremely talented, fast and athletic on the second level, but they're still transitioning. They lost James Skowski and Balin Spector, the two inside linebackers who had years and years worth of institutional knowledge and situational awareness. And that, that's important, especially early in the year. And so I think that's sort of where they are right now. You know, Brian Berzee, uh, the super defensive tackle, is going through a really rough time, unfortunately, with his sister, 15-year-old sister, uh, suffering from brain cancer and had a setback late last week. He's back home in in Maryland, the D.C. area, to be in, uh, so he can be with his family right now. I'm not sure if he's back yet. They're not sure. They weren't. Dabo wasn't sure as of today whether Brzee will play uh, Saturday. I know that he's going to miss a good portion of this week, and so certainly, uh, you know, prayers and uh, you know thoughts go out to Brzee's family. It's just a terrible, terrible um, situation. But but uh, one other thing, you know, Clemson's got some growing up to do at cornerback. They lost Andrew Booth, Mario Goodrich, two excellent cornerbacks, and. They have talent filling those voids, but it's still they're transitioning to starter duties, you know, starter responsibilities. And so you've seen some sort of softness uh, at the point of attack, you know, run support, tackling, and stuff like that. They've been kind of sketchy there. So, yes, this defense looks like it can be the best in the country. Um, I'm still, uh, I think, the, you know, still, still some time left uh, before we um, – you know, pin that lofty distinction on them, I think, before they earn that. Last question, we'll let you get out of here. 8 p.m. Eastern time kickoff uh, out in Clemson, South Carolina this weekend, 7 o'clock Central time. Uh, from Clemson's perspective, what is Dabo uh, looking for his team on both sides of the ball against Louisiana Tech Saturday night? Well, I mean, the, the, the first would be what I was just talking about mm-hmm. with the defense, just um, – just, in his in his mind and words, just unacceptable performance uh, the last sixty minutes, uh, and then on offense, it's about DJ continuing to build that confidence and them perhaps expanding the playbook a little more. They're trying to get their receivers going. They've had a lot of drop balls. They had six drop balls against Georgia Tech. They had quote unquote only three drop balls against Furman. So. Uh, the trajectory looks pretty good, but you know you, you're asking me the difference between their offense now and and the and those recent glory days. That that would be what really stands out is the throwing and catching hasn't been as good um, the last couple of years. I think right now the throwing 
has been really good. DJ has been far more accurate uh, than he was last year, but the, the the receivers need to need to sort of pick up their end of it. I think they're still still breaking in that offensive line. They think this offensive line can be great. Um, but it's sort of still in the early stages of, of, of that process as well. They got a true freshman, Blake Miller, starting at right tackle, and he's sort of taking his lumps a little bit. Um, but I think I think with Dabo, he's still learning learning about this team, especially on offense, but also on defense. And I think um, just another step in their sort of growth process, if that makes any sense. Great stuff, Larry. We appreciate you joining us tonight. If any of our listeners want to follow you, work online, where can they find that at? I know you guys do a tremendous job over there at Tiger Illustrated. Yeah, TigerIllustrated.com. I think we're in the top five in the Rivals uh, network. Um, uh, also, you can on Twitter, you can you can reach me or follow me at, uh, at LarryWilliamsTI. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Have a good one. Yeah, y'all have fun Saturday. Larry Williams, TigerIllustrated.com, joins us on the O'Neill Gas Hotline. Beckett, uh, sounds like Clemson's uh, going to be a little irked entering this game. Yeah, this is... Doesn't uh, seem like Dabo... I, I, I'm, gl- I'm glad he respectfully declined the interview. Wouldn't have been probably too happy to come on. No, no. And here's... Ben, we saw this last weekend in college football. You say it all the time. They're 18 to 20-year-old kids, okay? 22-year-old kids, okay? So nah, I do anything it. can happen, I, all right? I, you said it, not me. That's a lot of, lot of pressure on these guys. I mean, the upsets, they happened left and right this weekend. Could it happen again for La Tech? We certainly hope so. We'll be cheering. No doubt. Dogs by 100. Let's go ahead, Taylor. Next time out, we come back, we'll share some more thoughts on that Clemson Tiger squad that Dabo Sweeney will put on the field Saturday night. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk 97.7. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're a part of a team. This is Anna Robertson with The Lady Texters. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender member FDIC. Walpole Tire and Service loves supporting LaTeX football. And if you're going on a road trip to follow the dogs, they want you to get there safely. Count on the pros at Walpole Tire to keep your car in the game. From the largest selection of name brand tires in the area to expert ASE certified service, including brakes, tires, and front end repairs. Your home team for over 60 years. Walpole Tire and Service. Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. Hey, DQ fans. The leaves are changing, and that only means one thing. The new fall blizzard treat menu's here. Not to brag or anything, but we really outdid ourselves this year. There's something for everybody. From new Fave 5 flavors like Cinnamon Roll Centers, Reese's Take 5, and Snickers Brownie, to returning classics like Pumpkin Pie, Berry Cherry Chip, and Oreo Hot Cocoa. That's six obsession-worthy treats, and they're only at DQ. Happy tastes good. 
You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. PC back ends, John Tabor. I want to thank Larry Williams, TigerIllustrated.com, for joining us, previewing the Clemson Tigers. I want to thank our title sponsor, Louisiana National Bank. For over 100 years, LNB has been your community bank. Go see my friends at Louisiana National Bank. For an uncommon experience, or check them out online at ln.bank. Uh, of course, Smoke Harris, B.J. Williamson will join us in the next segment on behalf of Louisiana National Bank. But, Beck, we got a couple of texts on the O'Neill Gas text line. Um, unnamed texter, uh-oh, Furman put Clemson on their heels a little. Is this the next top 25 team primed for a close game letdown against the Bulldogs? Could, could, this is going to be a good game. If LaTeX plays as clean as they can in Clemson, this can be a closer game than some might expect. I mean, we wouldn't be tech. This wouldn't be bleed tech blue if we didn't create a little hope. BC, uh, I could talk myself into it. I could talk I can. myself into a two touchdown game going into the fourth. <laughs> Crazy uh, things have happened. Uh, listen, you talk about this Clemson team. I thought it was interesting that he said uh, DJ Ugalele has been better this year. Yeah, and I didn't. He get dropped it. like forty pounds, right? He, he lost a lot of weight, got himself in shape. Um, I mean, it, I, did, I watched a little bit last year, but for him to say it's so much better this year, I'm like, man, it must have been bad. must have been rough last year. And it was. I mean, there were games where he threw for 126 yards. That's not great. And, listen, I watched the Georgia Tech game that opener, and, like, I didn't necessarily get that vibe. But it's like you asked him about the talent. Like, I don't I don't see Justin I, I can't name a lot of their players. Yeah, just I don't from see like, Sammy Watkins. And for me, I, I need to see him. I don't see Renfro. I don't see Amari yeah, Rodgers. I need like, to see it on SportsCenter Top 10. Like, that's and – And I also think he made a good point. It's like – Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence were generational yeah, type. Yeah, he just had a couple of them back to back. Yeah, and like yeah, and like you said, you kind of luck into that sometimes. And DJ's obviously not that guy. I would venture to say that if he came out for the NFL, like what, sixth, seventh round pick, I mean, he ain't anything better. Than ben, that. I'm gonna say something wild. Okay, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. DJ kind of reminds me of a poor man's Jamar. Poor man's a poor man's Jamar. They are pretty similar. And I, I think Jamar was better. Uh, Kyle, and that that's a lot coming from me. Don't you feel like they're similar? Jamar lost a little weight, you, came back a little better. Uh-oh, here comes Dave. So you're saying DJ doesn't get a poem? No. No, ain't no chance. I've so. never re- redacted a poem, a poem so fast. After the suspension. After the suspension. Marquis Cross. I mean, I'm just saying, something wild could happen this weekend, PC. Oh, something bad. wild could happen. Bad. Back. Get off the no. Um uh somebody said rock star, you say. <laughs> <laughs> uh Colin chimes in says that was the most enjoyable I have been in the Joe in what, two, three years, regardless of competition. This will be the week we will see if we've improved from week one with some pre snap penalties and protecting the ball better. That said, when do we think about putting Liddy out there and see what we have for the next few years? Oh, it's I mean it's already I mean what two games in we're already having the Liddy conversation. I mean, you knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. You now, get the Gatorade there was, Player of the Year. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I understand. Yeah, uh, we maybe conference the conversation play. of you know when do you burn is he gets four games before you have to burn a red shirt year. Ben, did Here's you, did you like him coming in at the end of the SFA game? Tell me, tell me why. Uh, listen, I'm pre- I you got to knock the new off at some point. Like you don't want to knock the new off and say, uh, "Hey, Liddy, you're starting against X, Y, Z." Like, and this is the first time you've played in a game. Like, you can't do that. 
Um, I, I think, here's my thing. I think Sonny Cumbie would probably like to redshirt him, but at the same time, I don't think he's going to hesitate to put him in if he thinks it's time to. But if he does get to that point where he thinks it's time, he wants to be comfortable knowing that if he goes in, he ain't coming out. Like, like this is my guy yeah. for the next two, three, four years. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he doesn't want it to be, you go in, you struggle mightily, oh, we're back in the – like, he wants him to be darn ready when he gets in there. And I appreciate that. I mean, you and I think Liddy as the player has to appreciate that as far as not just throwing you to the wolves and saying, go get him, young fellow. Like, you kind of got to deal with it. Like, he wants him to be as prepared as he can possibly be if a true freshman can – you know, truly be prepared. Listen, I, I may be reading into this too much. It's highly possible, but for for Cumbie to put Liddy in against SFA, it said more to me what Cumbie feels about Downing. Maybe I think so too. Because Parker, this, Parker has one year, so I, I think in a perfect world, from Cumbie's perspective, Downing wins the job far and away and plays better than Parker because Downing has another year next yep. year, so years. that gives two years for Liddy to to get going. But for Parker to already be the starter, and then he putting Liddy in, it may be in game two. It may be option B. This is the the Downing dream is over. You know, I, I don't know if that's true. I felt like that that might have been a little telling because because Downing came in had two series correct, and they were both abysmal. So, well, then, I, I think you talk option two. I, I think now at option two, obviously Parker McNeil's your starter. I, in an ideal world, he plays well throughout the remain, remaining ten games, possibly a eleventh game. If you yeah, get but to how a bowl. successful does Tech have but to be on. for him to not, to, to finish on. the year out? But I also think he wants to get those four games. Right. For you know what I'm saying? Like he he wants to get the four games because you can't go into 2023 your second year as a head coach, and this is no pressure. The on Kids company. never played. Yeah. Yeah, but you don't want to go into a year with a quarterback that's never played. Okay, so if if Tech is I don't even know what the like. What is there a record that's like if if Parker takes off and does great, we we lose at Clemson, but then we win all these fifty fifty games, we're doing really well. I think he comes out. You still think he comes out? No, I don't. You don't think he does? Nope. Going, we're potentially pushing eight or nine Why win season. You? Yeah, but just just for you, your for you the reason you just 20, said, 20, you can't play for twenty twenty three if you had that type of success. So you would. So is it eight? Is it nine wins? Now, that's you, when you leave Parker in. If you get to a spot where you're three and seven. It's like, yeah. all right, Liddy's time. Liddy. Yeah, yeah Liddy time. you're getting the final right. two games. Bowl game, Parker staying in is what you're saying. I, I would think mm-hmm. so. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not the head coach, but, I mean, if if you get to a point where you're really struggling, at some point you shift your focus. It's way too early right now. Way too early. Way too early. I, I agree. We just got to talk about it. Uh, Colin also says, why would we schedule Clemson? Are we getting at least 1.8 mil? Oh, and I, do you do you have the numbers on this? I don't know how much we're getting paid. Probably like four hundred thousand. I don't know. No, it's, over, di- it's over a million. And dinner on Friday night or something. Yeah, it's <laughs> over a million. Like we, Tommy, we thank you for the deck, but yeah, <laughs> that's about it. Uh, yeah, I, I don't understand why we're playing Clemson, but hey, it's a great opportunity to go on the road and compete. Like well, go play your little tail national off. spotlight. We got hey, a seven hey, o'clock listen. game. Seven o'clock local I can't time. Can't tell you how many ACC people around network. a little people around the country sitting on their couch with their family watching a little Clemson latte. If that ain't a if that ain't a pastime, I don't know what is. I, and I also say this too, like you, we've talked a lot about DJ's struggles. Like 
And and Larry talked about the youth at receiver and some of the drops that they had. Like, it would shock me if, like, Tech slowed their offense down to where you were like, all right, now, if I we think, can get a touchdown I right think here, we, we might be in this game. We saw it this weekend. There was just some, like, really random things that happened that it's like, okay, like a little momentum. Last night, Seattle getting stopped in the goal line twice. That's 14 points, 10 to 14 hey. points that should have happened. Totally changes the game. He mentioned true freshman right tackle. It's like, do you think Scott Power doesn't know that freshman is, or there's a true freshman at right tackle? Uh, you dang right he does, and he's probably going to draw up some looks at him to say, uh, can you communicate with your right guard, or are you going to a tight end to help? Like, they're going to force Clemson to do some things that they might not want to do. Man, I'm telling there's believers out there. I talked to my buddy Cooper this week. He said, you watch out for the dogs, because it's going it, to, they could compete, Ben. Eric, Eric Wood just needs us to compete. Beck, why, why do we do this show? Because we always talk ourselves into – like Missouri. Oh, we should I got dogs 20. money line right now. <laughs> I, had do, I had dogs to not even cover before the show started, and now I got dogs money line, Ben. Well, hey, only a 34-point dog. 34. Yeah. Taves, you like it? Is it juicy? <laughs> Saves doesn't love it. <laughs> I don't love it either. Like Saves is scared we're going to throw up the old the old goose egg. I, here's what I think. I, I think that Clemson's defense is obviously going to be come out with their hair on fire. I don't think you'll get a normal Clemson Saturday night atmosphere. Non-conference opponent. You played Furman last week. You didn't play well. It's like, I ain't going to the game this week. You don't think they're going to the game. They're not selling out. No, it ain't selling out. They got the new video board. It doesn't matter. Not selling out. I do, I, I do love Clemson running down the hill. Oh, that's one of the it's best. It's a Saturday night, Ben. I mean, what else are you going to do? Go to the Gamecock game. How far away is that? I don't know. They're rivals. You want to go watch your boy Spencer Rattler? You can rattle him. He looks just very average. That's what he is. But yeah. he's got a sweet NIL line. <laughs> I guess. So you Talk about a whiff. He got like two cars. Uh, let, me, let me ask you this. DJ Ugalele, does he go over 225 and a half yards? No, I don't think he needs to. I think they run the ball. No, that's my thing. I think at some point Dabo's like, he gets on his mic. He's like, run the football. Well, the only thing that, that makes me think that maybe they throw it more is just that I don't, I don't have a ton of, if there's anything, I love our defense, but if there's anything I'm not super excited about, it's the the pressure on the, the yeah. You got to rattle them a little. Yeah, we don't like. We haven't really got to the quarterback. That do we have any sacks the other night too against an FCS school? We didn't even sniff Missouri. So yeah, Brady Cook. I'm worried that potentially Ugalele has 25 minutes to throw the ball. DJ's gonna he runs some QB power too. Likes to run the ball a little bit. He's a big California. kid. I'm sure Power's watching that. Have uh, you ever seen DJ's dad? No. Large. Really? Large. You can see why DJ was 250. Wonder what the old cutting the weight was like. I don't Might know. have to ask for a few pointers, BC. Uh, Undamed Texas says Clemson will be full. They hate South Carolina. Worse than La Tech <laughs> hates ULL. Truth. No doubt. <laughs> no, no doubt. <laughs> Let's go ahead. Take our next time out. We come back. Wide receiver Smoke Harris will join us. Listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk 97.7. If you love the great outdoors, you'll love it even more with a custom outdoor kitchen from O'Neill Gas. We give you the power to design your outdoor kitchen with expert guidance. Just bring in a photo of your outdoor area for a custom design and cost estimate, including island framework, appliances, even cabinets. Visit our design gallery on North 5th Street in Monroe to get started. Stop dreaming and start living with a custom outdoor kitchen from our home to yours. O'Neill Gas. 
At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're part of a team. This is Smoke Harris with the Bulldog. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LMB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. At BMW Motors in Arcadia, we're all Bulldogs. We are owned and operated by nothing but Bulldogs and have been since 1968. We have a wide variety of cars, trucks, big rigs, and trailers. Check out the full lineup on our BMW Motors Facebook page. At BMW Motors in Arcadia, we really do bleed tech blue. Hey, come on out to where you come out better. BMW Motors in Arcadia. On your mark, get ready. It's football season on your home for sports, Sports Talk 97.7. On Mondays from 6 to 7, it's the Louisiana Tech Coaches Show, followed by the Grambling Coaches Show and then Monday Night Football. Tuesdays at 6, it's Bleed Tech Blue Radio. On Thursday at 6, it's the Union Parish Coaches Show. Then at 7, the LSU Coaches Show with Brian Kelly moves to a new night Thursdays at 7. That'll be followed by Thursday Night Football. On Fridays during the Sports Company at 5 o'clock, we shut everything down. It's high school football game night where we get ready for all the area games. Then at 6.30, it's Union Parish Fighting Farmer Football, followed by the original prep report with Ken Trahan, where they get you up to date on all the scores across North Louisiana. On Saturday mornings from 8 to 10, it's the Nick Brown Show. Then from 10 to 11, it's the High School Football Rewind. Three hours before kickoff, it's our local LSU pregame show, Tiger Talk, followed by LSU Football right here on Sports Talk 97.7. Then Sunday nights, Sunday night football. You're home for football in the Arkla Miss and the Arkla Tex. Sports Talk 97.7. Want to find stuff out about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio. BC, Beck Haynes, John Tabor, Sports Talk at 97.7. Let's go to the O'Neill Gas Hotline. Joining us on behalf of Louisiana National Bank wide receiver Smoke Harris. Smoke, how was practice today? Um, we had one of those tough Tuesday practices. We had a long day, a lot of install, had meetings this morning. When I got to the practice, I had a good little practice, went a couple, went a couple segments, good on good, had a couple scout segments, and, yeah, we got after it today. It was a tough Tuesday for us. So Just, get, yeah. just getting ready. So I want to ask you, before that Missouri game, obviously, uh, you're named as a team captain. You've been around here a long time. What, what what did that mean to you, uh, knowing that you're a team captain in 2022? I mean, it means a lot. I mean, as a player growing up, I mean, I always wanted to be a team captain. I was a team captain last year. I was a team captain last year. It's very special that the guys on the team depend on me, and they look up to me as somebody who lead by example and who within me live out what they examples they lead by or whatever, and it's pretty good. I mean, it's very very interesting. I like it. You, you talk about being a leader. You, you're one of the more vocal guys on the offensive side of the ball. H- has that been what you've been like throughout your high school and collegiate career? Yes, I've always been a talk. <laughs> yeah, I've always been a talker. That's just who I am. I like to express myself. I mean, if I feel like i got to say something, I'm going to say whatever comes to mind. Like, whether they like it or not, it's just got to come on. You just got to be real with the guys around you. And I guess that's why I vote me a team captain because I'm just real with everybody. I'm not going to sell nobody short. So, 
does does Cumby give you some direction or have some some things he wants you guys as team captains to do, or does he kind of let you lead uh, the way that you're most comfortable? Oh no, you can lead us. Like we have three pillars, well, three pillars or whatever. We just go off of those. So like toughness, mental, physical, you gotta be tough, tenacious, and we just gotta be together. And those three things he really wants to lead by, and we just go, we do that. But he don't want us to be other than that. We just be ourselves. That's really who we are. So let's go back to that Missouri game. Obviously, that first punt, uh, we see smoke drifting back, and he catches it at the five, and you returned it forty six yards. Was a huge return, big play early in that game for your team. Uh, what's it like being a punt returner? I mean, do you ever get nervous with all those guys running down there after you, or have you gotten to the point where you're pretty comfortable and you know that you know you can make two or three guys miss really on uh, any return that you have? Yeah, I actually, it's it's been it's really slowed down for me now. It's just just me out there. I'm just out there. Whatever I see, I take. Like, just got to be greedy. Just got to be greedy. I know when to take chances, when not to take chances. Yeah, I caught the ball on the five. Most people say he came back up ten yards, but I mean, if you twenty yards, you five, you ten yards away. I mean, I can get back to the ten. So, long as and long as I can get a first down, I'm good. So, I mean, it's pretty cool. I mean, I don't really care about. They don't scare me running down. I mean, you got guys running down, jumping at you. I mean, it is what it is. I'm tough. You got to hit me, knock me out. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Hey, but you mentioned the game slowing down. Like going back to your freshman year, do you remember a point? throughout your career where you felt like the game slowed down and you got comfortable uh, within the speed of the game? Yeah, my redshirt freshman year, we went and played Texas. I got hit so hard, and I was like, whoa, <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Got up, and I'm like, all right, cool, just slow it down, slow it down. And ever since then, like, college has been, like, everything has slowed down. It slowed down more, like, the more knowledge you gain, like, as years progress, like, the more – you learn different terms from different coaches. You learn certain stuff from different coaches. As you know, we had coaches leave. We had new coaches, and we just learning more each and every year. And we just gain and add into our toolbox and slowing the game down more and more as the years progress. Smoke, you you have the the, the tough game at, at Missouri, and then you come back home for the first game this season, and, and you guys put together a really solid performance all the way around. What does that do for the locker room? Um, for Cumby, uh, just just as a staff, for for them to know that like, hey, what we're doing, it works. Is that? Do you feel that across the locker room? Um, does it feel different yes, than feel. than years previous? As as y'all go on to the rest of your season. I mean, getting a win that builds confidence. I mean, it's, it's hard getting a win. I mean, after a loss like that, everybody just joined together, tighten up the reins. You feel me? Just working. You feel me? Just grinding everything out, making sure we don't mess up this week. Making sure we do everything right. Focusing, locking in, making sure got the game plan. We playing fast, we executing, know our assignments, getting lined up fast, we know everything. So I feel like it's a confidence booster to get a win going into this next week, going into this week, anyways. So I feel like we'll be good going like the rest of the season. This week you're on the road at Clemson. Uh, obviously, it'll be a, another really good environment. You've gotten to play in a number of those over the course of your career. Uh, for, from an offense perspective, obviously Parker made his first start last week at quarterback. He, he should be a little bit more settled in at the position. Uh, what do you guys need to do on the offensive side of the ball to be successful? And, and what have you seen from the Clemson team on film throughout the week? I feel like as an offense, we just need to go out there and execute, make the plays that are come to us. I feel like us as receivers, we just catch the ball and get vertical. And from as far as I've seen so far, from the family, et cetera, I mean, Clemson has a good front seven. I mean, 
they run to the ball. They're very fast. So, yeah, we should be – it'll be a good task. We'll be up for it. We'll be up for the challenge, though. So. Great stuff, Smoke. We appreciate it, man. We'll talk in a couple of weeks. All right. Thank you. Smoke Harris, wide receiver of the Bulldogs. I, I love that he remembered that moment in 2019 when he got popped. And he's like, all right, here we go. <laughs> hey, he said you're going to have to hit him to get him down. Yeah. I mean, I see. I think I've seen a little more urgency out of Smoke this year, and I've been a little critical about it. I think he's an amazing talent. I just never felt like we got all that we could out of him, and and I feel like this. I year, love watching him return no. punts. That's my favorite part about yeah. it. Yeah, and I know he dropped the. Yeah, punt I gotta on catch Saturday. him. Gotta work on catching him first. But hey, here's the deal: he always makes the first guy miss. Always. Yeah, and it seems like he ain't he ain't worried about it. Like when he, there, there's like not like either. a super big urgency. It just seems like I'm about to sidestep this dude, and then I'm gonna take off. You know. Wow. I, I mean, he's little. How do you find him back there? You run him down full speed, and then he runs by you and turn around. And you're like, what? Hey, I'll be honest. It sounded like he was a pretty tough day at work. Today. Yeah, he might be. Uh, he might have been laying down. Yeah, I'm recouping. Might have been worn I, out, yeah. but hey, I appreciate it. You know. Yeah, it's nice for him to come on. So we worked to get B.J. Williamson on the O'Neill Gas Hotline uh, here in a couple minutes. Uh, you know, you look at this matchup at Clemson for, from Tech's offense perspective. He mentioned some of the speed that they have defensively, and that speed defensively as a player, like, I don't think it can, like, like you're a Division One player. Right. Like, you're an athlete. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it can't intimidate you that much. But let, let's go back to the O'Neill Gas Hotline. we got safety B.J. Williamson joining us on behalf of Louisiana National Bank. B.J., uh, Smoke told us that it was a, a tough Tuesday, a lot of work out on the practice field. Uh, what was your take on it? Yeah, was he being a baby, B.J.? Was it tough out there today? Nah, he told y'all right, man. It was, <laughs> it was it was a it was a tough Tuesday last week. And, and let me let me ask you this: like from a practice perspective, getting ready for a game, obviously Tuesday and Wednesday are the tougher days. Now that you've gotten into your fifth year in your collegiate career, um, are those days that you look forward to? And and being an older guy, how much do you push some of those younger guys, whether it's an offensive or defensive guys? to know that they have to focus so that they are ready to play a game on Saturday? I just tell them, like, if you look at it, like, if everybody go hard and, like, it's Tuesdays and Wednesdays, the hard days of our week, if you if you do everything and go through it on Tuesday and Wednesday, it'll make the game way easier. So it's like just push now. Push now during the week. Do all the hard work and stuff during the week so um game days it's, it's just you out there having fun and, and going back to 2018 i'll tell you a little story here I, I remember when you signed and i remember some of the assistants on holtz's staff and, and the one thing they told me about bj williamson they, they said one day that guy will be a team captain for us on the defensive side and obviously you're named a team captain prior to 2022 um and it shows not only how much the coaching staff trusts you but the players as well H- how much does that mean to you as a player um, I'm truly honored, 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 and blessed to be in that position. Um, that was one of my. That's always been one of my goals to be a college team captain. Um, I'm really happy to be in this position. So yeah. BJ, going to Clemson this weekend. This is obviously a, a big time school. They have a lot of fans. Going to be a lot of orange in the stands. Be honest. Does that does that hype you up more than it gives you nerves, or is that a little intimidating? Let's hope they're not listening if it's intimidating. But how does that hit you going into to Saturday night? Uh, honestly, I look at the game. I look at every game really the same, prepare the same, honestly. But 
I just feel like it's a good it's a good opportunity to get our team name out there this week for playing playing a different a bigger opponent. So I usually look at every I usually look at every week the same. I don't nameless, faceless opponent. That's how I take it. Coach Cumby mentioned that you guys defensively played really well at Missouri for nine possessions, and then obviously you're on the field a lot, and things kind of got away late in that game. From the Missouri week to the SFA week, which it was a really dominant performance by you guys on the defensive side, what do you think you guys did better week one to week two? Uh, I feel like I'll just say preparation and how locked in we were doing our job, just focusing on our jobs. Each each person focused on their individual jobs and doing their job right just for the team. That's what I feel like that was the biggest change from week one to week two. Week one, everybody was ready, you know, just get out there and play. But from week one to week two, everybody locked in, did their job, and did what they were supposed to do. Tell me about Miles Brooks and Willie Roberts at corner. Obviously, two transfers. Those dudes have been really good in front of you and Jaden at the corner spots uh, here early on. Yeah, I uh, love those two dudes. They came in with their head down with a mission. They wanted to work, and they've been working, and now it's paying off, and people can actually see it now. Heading on the road, Beck mentioned, heading on the road this week to Clemson. Uh, what what have you seen from the Tigers in film throughout the week, and uh, what will you guys have to do to be successful defensively? Honestly, all we have to do is do our job, focus on us, We'll be good. Good stuff, man. Appreciate it. We'll talk in a couple weeks. All right. Safety BJ Williamson joining us on the O'Neill Gas Hotline on behalf of Louisiana National Bank. I, I love hearing from two players, though. Yeah, it's good. And you, hey, hold on a second. What? Hold on a second. You can always hear how players get coached up in the media. Though. Oh, nameless, faceless opponent. Oh, just yeah. I already what? know the answer when I ask. What if BJ was like, "Man, I'm gonna try to get a targeting penalty on DJ this week." <laughs> no no <laughs> like, doubt. Like, wouldn't no that doubt. be so great? I know, I know. Well, hey, you got to give it to him. That's part. Of, that's part of the job. When you it represent, is. you're a team captain. You represent the university. I like how he said, going out there to put Tech's name out there. You got to do it. It's big in recruiting. Tech plays Clemson hard this week. That'll that'll open the eyes of some potential. Well, recruits. you got the money line. I got it, <laughs> Ben. I don't ever want to be the guy that missed out. <laughs> Fifty cents. You know what I'm saying? Fifty cents. That's fine. Fifty cents to win a twelve bucks or something. I don't know. Let's go ahead and take our next time out. When we come back, we'll put a bow on it. You listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk, ninety-seven point seven. At Louisiana National Bank, you are more than just a number. You're a part of a team. This is B.J. Williamson with the Bulldogs. Whether you're opening your first checking account or need a loan to start a new business, Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dream, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. This is Chris Brister, owner of Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue in Ruston. The past year has been challenging, and I wanted to say thank you to all who have supported us. Without you, we couldn't serve the delicious load, our great ribs, or our newest menu items, smoked wings, jalapeno cream corn, or our smoked cheddar mac and cheese. So from the Brister's family, thank you. Please come see us at 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. Walpole Tire and Service loves supporting La Tech football. And if you're going on a road trip to follow the dogs, they want you to get there safely. Count on the pros at Walpole Tire to keep your car in the game. 
From the largest selection of name brand tires in the area to expert ASE certified service, including brakes, tires, and front end repairs. Your home team for over 60 years. Walpole Tire and Service, Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. Gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Final segment of the show as we put a bow on it, Bleed Tech Blue Radio. BC back in is John Tabor, Sports Talk 97.7. I want to thank Larry Williams, TigerIllustrated.com for joining us. Also, wide receiver Smoke Harris, safety BJ Williamson on behalf of Louisiana National Bank. We'll be catching up. Uh, with those two guys uh, every other week throughout the season. Um, Beck, uh, gotta, I'll be honest with you. Did you win in fantasy this week? Yes, I did. Got the dub. Uh, not the best showing from the squad. A shocker. I had T. Higgins. He got hurt pretty early. Adam Thielen may be old and washed. I saw his name in the seventh or eighth round, whatever it was, and just couldn't believe my eyeballs. That and before uh, or after the old kicker? You no, took I got the, the kicker, I think, in the th- – <sighs> Yeah, he's a little touchdown dependent. Oh, uh, I did uh, trade Jefferson away before the draft. Yeah, Tapes, he gave up old Jordan Jeffer- or Justin Jefferson to keep. Uh, thank God he didn't keep J- Jordan Jefferson. Uh, gave up Justin to keep, keep old Mixon. Joe Mixon. I can't, I can't let a running back go. There's just such a big discrepancy among running backs from like the top five to the. Here, here, here's where you're, I disagree me, with you, oh. Beck. In a keeper league. Your shelf life for your receivers is twice as long oh, as, as I know. your running backs. Oh, aren't we going to something weird next year? We're doing yeah, something you're weird. You're so rattled. By I that. just they they my league loves to change just to change. I used to be commission. I gave up the and duties. Back, so how about you change to a um, twelve man and <clears throat> let old Taves in there? Oh. A little competition in the league. Oh. And we got one or two we could drop pretty easy, Taves. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm saying I'm not. I'm not advocating for. Uh, we are. Oh, yeah, we cut are. for trimming the fat. But we got I mean, one if it needs that, to be trimmed. We got yeah. one guy that auto drafts. Uh, about I'll, half I'll be real honest here. BC is back. This is his league. Hi, Texas. <laughs> he got the highest score this week, uh, and he just he's running with. It. He's ran to Shreveport and back twice woo-hoo. with that information, Taves. BC's rolling, boys, rolling. So we'll keep you up on our fantasy outlook throughout the year. Uh, Let's get into this Tech-Clemson matchup. 7 o'clock kickoff, ACC Network. Uh, you might want to check if you got the old ACC Network. Taves, is that accessible through the ESPN app? If it's part of your cable package, yes. Okay, so possibly uh, you it's can... It's got to be part of your package that you pay for. Them. Yes, correct. Okay, ACC Network, 7 o'clock. All right, the spread. Uh, Bulldogs are 34-point underdogs. I uh, believe it's the highest... Spread amongst Tech and its opponents. It's 2014 season opener. 
on the road against Oklahoma. Okay. Uh, it was Cody Sokol's first start in a Bulldog uniform. Shout out to Cody Sokol. Shout out. Was a great bouncer at a local bar in town. Okay. Uh, saw him. <laughs> Touchdowns on the weekends and then uh, just bounced after the games. <laughs> bounced after the games. There you go. Uh, did a great job at it. Brett, uh, sa- Brett says 42-24 orange, but my gosh, oh, Brett, you gave us 24 points. Hey, he said the orange Tigers. Please tell me Clemson isn't wearing those purple uniforms. Just please tell I mean, me. How, how would I know? Oh, I just hope they don't. I would imagine the dogs will be white on blue. Like we Playing were. on a grass field, I doubt you go white on white. Why? It'd be a late night for the old laundry man. Wouldn't want to have to oh, get a ton of stains out. White or grass field, I mean. Yes, yes. Not the turf. No, not the old turf. So we'll say white, white, blue. Or are you going to go red, white, So let white, me ask blue? you this. Do you think the guys, they throw everything and they wash it when they get back, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. If they broke out the red helmets, how mad would you be? I mean, not on national television like that. <laughs> not on the national AAC network. I did watch a video today uh, on how long it takes for the equipment managers to get a football ready. Like a, wow. Like, like take it out of the yeah. plastic wrap. Rub it up. Oh, it's like a three-day process. Yeah, it ain't easy. That's why it's why you can't be throwing them up in the crowd after you Shout score. Shout out to the equipment staff at La Tech. Doing take, a hell of a job. Takes a minute. Doing a hell of a job. Then you, hey, you, hey, Tom you Brady know, knows, bro. Hey, Matt Downey might want a different football in Parker <laughs> McNeil. Oh, yeah, like what if you like, might want the ball deflated a little bit. You never know. I mean, we've seen it happen. All right, Tech's 34-point underdog, over-under set at 53. Uh, if Tech's going to be in this game, I'll be real honest with you. Can't turn the football over. Got to force DJ Uigalele to beat you down the field. <laughs> This is not disrespect. This is just, we don't know how to say it. (laughs) You got to force him to throw the football down the field. And my third key to the game, there's got to be some luck on your side. Like, like if you're going to score some points, like, you got to hit some big plays down the field against some broken Got to get a little uh, strip sack, a little fumble action. Yeah, corner's going to have to trip over his foot a time or two. Like, might have to hit a flea flicker. Uh, You know. Like, it's got to happen. So, all right, let's make our picks. 37-13, dogs take the L, but we cover. Oh, hey! Wow. thought you had the money line earlier. <laughs> Reggie says, I think we might have a shootout. If Clemson starts DJ ugly, oh, I Reggie, think we have a chance. Come on. The Talking defense, me into it again. Their defense is nasty. All right, Tapes. Uh, Beck did not say 37-13, so what do you have for your pick? <laughs> score? Uh, 44-7. 44 oh, 7. Dave, that's dirty. <laughs> hey, 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 we're honest on this I'm show. Just being right? honest. We are. Uh, for me, I'm going to say Clemson 40, Louisiana Tech 6. Baby Barnes connects six. on two field goals. Man. No tutties. I just think Clemson going to be so possessed on defense. Oh, my God. They're going to come out with their hair on fire. So BC's pushing the line. <sighs> yeah, right on. I it. mean, I can't imagine how much it's going to move Better after buy all that the half point, on this show. BC. Yeah. Yeah, better by a half point. There ain't no doubt. <laughs> better uh, by a half point. We promised Quint we'd touch on Brownie the Elf in the NFL this weekend. That was rough. Did you see it, Tapes? The Clemson, or what is it? Not Clemson. The Browns the, are going to put Cleveland Browns, they used to the have midfield. that big brown helmet, right? Yeah. Yeah, they spray painted a little elf on the middle of the field. It looks weird. What? No, weird looks terrible. It's embarrassing. But That's the Browns. Unnamed texture says 45-31 Clemson. I mean, if guys, we drop what a, is going on? If we drop a 31-burger at Clemson, let me tell you something. 
Conference USA better be on alert. We're gonna have dogs to, are coming. We're gonna have to amend our our uh, preseason predictions. Yeah, we're Add a win or two. Yeah, we're redoing it. If if Parker McNeil lights up Clemson in Clemson, which hey, we want him to. CUSA's on alert. There ain't no just, doubt about it. I just it. got another 42-31 Clemson prediction. All right. Hey guys, All right. everybody, take a deep breath. Somebody call Judy, put her on alert. Been a fun show tonight. I want to thank Beck Haynes, John Tabor, tremendous as always. Uh, get us KSKZ 107.5 for the Impact Healthcare Solutions, Louisiana Tech postgame call-in show. It's going to be a late one. Immediately following the game. It'll be a late one. We want to hear from you. I'm BC. We'll see you. Thanks for listening to the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7. Brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue, Dairy Queen, and Bienville Motors. Join us every Tuesday at 6 p.m. with your host Ben Carlisle on the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7. learn more discover.com slash redeem rewards terms do apply 877-99 on fox we got time for a couple of calls yeah let's squeeze about them this uh robert sarver situation all right tim in atlanta you're on the odd couple fox sports radio what up tim yo yo what's up guys how's it going silly tim that's what's up, right bro? all good what you got hey so uh rob i gotta tell you a quick story you said the other night you were talking about the funeral about uh, people cutting up at funerals. So, you know, as a musician, I used to play at churches. One time I literally saw someone kick over a casket, man, just like wow. kick the body out the casket, man. That is crazy. <laughs> On purpose? No, just like No, the, just, just like Rob saying, you know. Hysterical. Hysterical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, regrets. Yeah. You know what I mean, Chris. They have right, regrets because right, right. they didn't say all those things and right. they lose it. Yep. Yeah. They kicked the body out the casket. It's just the craziest wow. thing I've ever seen. But uh, with this thing with Phoenix, I guess owners uh, don't have the standard that the players or league executives or other employees have to stand by because I agree with Rob. Just from what you read, Chris, I, he got off pretty light. Now, I mean, you think a player, <laughs> what would a player get for making sexually insensitive comments? Uh, he'd probably be suspended, a fine. He'd have to take, uh, you know, he'd have to go through cla- counseling and classes. I well, mean, Sarver's got to do up. that. Sarver's got to go through classes. He's getting fined. And I don't think a player would be suspended for a year. And, and, a, and a play, but a player doesn't set the workplace for other people. They're individuals. Exactly. And when you, and that's, that's why these people are held in that's different. That's fair. That, because it's a workplace. Like if you, if you let it go on, you're part of the problem. So, Tim, thank you, man. We don't have that much time. Let's squeeze in one more, Chris.